7 to 8 p.m. Sport on with Tabiso Musia. Good evening. Welcome to the show. I am Tabiso Musia. Luyolom Kalipi is producing and Sylvester Komane is in technical with us tonight. I didn't have to run to studio tonight uh, like last night where I had to do a Usain Bolt and try and get here on time. If you had that heavy breathing in the beginning of the show, now you know what happened. I had to run to the studio because I lost track of time last night. But I wouldn't have those problems today. And uh, good evening. It's a Thursday. And as we always do on a Thursday, we like to talk about the business of sport. And tonight we will speak to a South African uh, retired kickboxer who is in a legal battle with none other than LeBron James. The one and only LeBron James, the NBA superstar, the basketball player, and they are in a legal battle over who has the right to be called King James. So lawyers for the trademark uh, company of uh, LeBron James, the American basketball megastar who recently joined the Lakers, have written to a South African that we are going to speak to shortly and they are instructing him to withdraw an application uh, to register the trademark King James Inc. and delete his domain name kingjamesinc.co.za or face litigation. Actually, this 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 has been registered. It's a trademark. It's there. It's been registered uh, by Andrew Thompson, the former South African king bo- kickboxer. So it is already there. They claim that LeBron James owns the trademark for King James and has licensed this trademark to Nike for clothing and accessories uh, but Thompson who is known by the name of King James uh, during his kickboxing career refuses to be bullied and he's standing his ground and he will speak to us shortly about what is going on here. We'll also talk to the Sports Trust. Uh, they have this annual fundraising event where they encourage corporates to purchase tables and compete against each other by answering various sporting questions and this is all for a good cause because the funds go to sports development, mainly facilities, equipment and kit for learners in this advantage schools and communities so we'll find out more about uh, this wonderful work that is being done by the sports trust and how people can get involved uh, in this year's uh, sports uh, quiz but firstly we're going to talk to king james andrew thompson the retired uh, south african kickboxer to find out what is happening here with this legal case that is involving the nba superstar uh, lebron james for the story behind the action, catch Tabiso Musia weekdays at 7 p.m. And you are always uh, welcome to join the conversation at any time because we are leading the conversation right here on SAFM. We're on Twitter at SAFM Radio. It's hashtag SAFM Sport On. And uh, you can email sport at safm.co.za. You can call us on 0891-104-207. You can SMS us on 40938. You can also WhatsApp on 061-410-4107. You can actually also uh, send our voice notes to that WhatsApp number 061-410-4107. But firstly, let's talk to Andrew Thompson, who I mentioned is in this legal battle with LeBron James over the trademark King James. Uh, Mr. Thompson, good evening and thank you very much for joining us on SAFM. Thanks, Dr. Fine, thanks. You had a sterling career as a kickboxer and now it seems like you have another fight on your hands here, Andrew. Are you ready for this one? Well, I'm actually pleased to say that you know, since I did the Metro FM, there were uh, further correspondence via email and some a little bit heated. Um, but at the, the status quo is that uh, the married attorneys uh, from the states they mailed us and said, look, they need a little bit more time to reflect. Obviously, end of the year for them, it's Thanksgiving, and LeBron James is in Germany watching Castle Semenya run and whatnot. So 
they have asked for more time to come back to us. So uh, it's looking much more civil, and uh, you know, this animosity seems to have gone, which I'm pleased about. And I think we all want to move on with the situation because each party is, is treading water waiting for results before they can you know, carry on with business. Yeah. Uh, we are hoping to resolve this thing shortly. Okay, that's good to hear. And for the benefit of those not aware of the story, you used to use the King James Monica in the ring. Firstly, how would you describe your career for those who didn't see you fight? I understand you were a big name overseas and won multiple championship titles. Yeah, well, thank you, Tom. So what happened is, you know, we, <clears throat> we were fighting in uh, kickboxing in a company called K1 in Japan. There was a few of us. Um, and... It was a massive sport in Japan and in the rest of the world and in the USA and whatnot, but um, it was never televised in South Africa because the Japanese company wanted a lot of money for the for the shows. So it never made it onto local television. So we were fighting international all over the place, and um, that's what the King James trademark and the label, clothing label, I, I made, became of, of the fight career. So that's why we're at this point. And when did you stop fighting, Andrew? And when did you start the clothing brand? The, the first, the first, uh, uh, I started fighting in 1998. The last fight that I had was in uh, 2015, uh, 2016. Um, years. I started making clothing se- uh, several years ago. Um, I only trademarked the King James label in 2015 because I felt myself this is being popular when it gets big, you know, just being smart about you know, having some foresight. Um, so at that point then out was, uh, by 2015, I stopped fighting. So I mean, certainly like the product will, you know, close to 10 years. Um, it's just that it's, it's not as broad body boss, broad, uh, a broadcast as, uh, through the night products are because of obviously the, the fight that I'm, the sport that I was in is a niche market sport. You know, it's not, it was never viewed and, uh, and popular uh, in South Africa. Yeah. And is is clothing something you always wanted to do and to get into after after your car- your, your kickboxing career? Yeah, I actually I, I started uh, dabbling in clothing uh, when I was still at school. It's uh, and obviously I was just for to be creative. So um, and then what always is the big rage now is for when athletes become very popular and famous, they are selling products based on their fame, having in the clothing, uh, uh, selling energy drinks and sneakers and headphones and whatnot. So I always thought of that in my mind. What can I take this uh, fight career to? What next level? Um, that's why I began with the with the merchandise. So then it seems clear that when you registered and trademarked King James, it was based on you as King James as a fighter and not LeBron James. Yes, of course. And that's uh, that was what the argument with the attorneys was about is because they didn't believe that this was based on my fight career. They actually didn't know who I was uh, that well and do research on me. But after we supplied them all the information about the video clips on YouTube, uh, the trademark, blah, blah, blah. Um, they understood that this was a valid, um, not just a copycat. Yeah. <clears throat> so that's why the matter seems to be a bit more civil now. Is I think we've at least established that. You know, no one's trying to con anybody yet. It was uh, something I did fair and square and totally innocently, just for my own company that I, was, that I was creating. But obviously you knew about LeBron at the time, but you were also King James. Well, I knew who LeBron James was. Um, I never heard of the King James moniker mm-hmm. until the last couple of years. Um, I knew LeBron James was uh, obviously just from being a big star in the, in the NBA. Um, but I had never heard of the King James brand uh, until after the fact. So, uh, you know, we, 
a lot of the NBA games, it's not, not televised in South Africa. We don't see, you know, um, LeBron James playing live, and then you'll see the, com- the commentator will say, King James, LeBron, you know, you... So I was totally unaware and oblivious to him having that nickname uh, and even using it as a trademark. I mean, I had no way of knowing he would ever bring that brand to Africa, let alone even as King James. You know? So it was just a complete fluke or coincidence. So, so just to be clear, yours is registered on the African continent and they want to enter the African market, LeBron James and, and his King James people. Correct. What's happening is he's, he has sold his King James brand, uh, his trademark, to Nike to do the, the sneaker deal. Um, he has the trademark in uh, America, the European Union, and in Asia, in the East, but not for South Africa and Africa. <coughs> Excuse me. So that's that's how we came across uh, Nike and LeBron and his attorneys, is they contacted us and said, we have this problem with this trademark. You know? So we never contacted them. We had no idea about any King James Nike deal at all. So, so um, when when you how was their communication to you when they realized that you actually own the King James trademark on the continent? Well, only recently now they said. Um, after, after we went back and forth, and there was uh, some harsh words and, and accusations. But um, the most current email, it sounds like okay, we've at least determined that this is a legitimate and fair trademark. It was not some kind of a con. You know, that was the initial uh, falling out with uh, with their party and our party. So that seems to be uh, understood now. Um, we supplied them with dozens of, of facts and figures and, and videos. So I'm pleased to say we're moving forward. It looks more positive. Wow, that's great. And I understand that your clothing brand is actually for a good cause because you are assisting previously disadvantaged bodybuilders. Is that correct? Yes, you know what? <clears throat> Excuse me. If you ever go, I wish so young to go, I'll go onto YouTube or the internet and you Google... Arnold Schwarzenegger's six rules for success. And number, rule number six, you must give something back. You know, So I had a long, uh, illustrious career, whatever you want to call it. And so now I'm in a position where I come back. Um, I'm successful, so I'm helping others try, you know, pursue, and pursue dreams and try to achieve goals. Now, that's, that's where I'm at right now. So are you are you making your money out of, out of this clothing brand, or is it a small part of your business? Because I understand you're also in property. Yeah, property is my is my my core business. Um, the clothing brands, I have more than one label. I actually are a side business, and it's nice. I sponsor the athletes with the clothing brand. They wear the gear, you know, makes them feel proud to be a part of the label. Um, so that's how I was, that's how I was involved in the clothing brand was sponsoring my my uh, athletes. Are you also selling your clothes, or you just sponsor the athletes? No, 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 no. We we sell. I've got a, I've got a website, and no, we sell. But obviously. The athlete must wear the top so people can see it you know, as, a, as advertising. Because um, most, most of the clothes that I sell is because somebody saw somebody else wearing the top and they like the top and they all the top from the website. So uh, that's what the sponsor of the team is actually for. Is, it's a marketing thing as well. Okay. So now that you're finding common ground, um, Andrew, are they offering a settlement? What, initially, were they saying just drop the trademark because it's theirs? Yeah. yeah. Um, initially, they were just... Um, of telling me to just uh, relinquish and give it up uh, as it's you know, they, they need it, blah, blah, blah. Um, but there's no, no, there's no, uh, we're not to the point where they're going to make any offers or anything like that. I'm just saying that the tone oh. is much smoother and, and nicer. So it looks like we're going to come to some kind of agreement somehow, hopefully. Um, but at least it's not as hostile as it was previously. Were you, were you feeling disrespected? 
Uh, initially, yes, of course. I mean, anybody would, um, particularly because it's uh, someone I've never met, and um, not necessarily about LeBron James, but sure, he's a very good person. But just the email was sent to me uh, in a fashion that I thought was unnecessary. And is he being represented by a local law firm? And what was your response to them? Uh, yes, he, um, he's the local law firm that was uh, retained for Bar Merit, and they actually contacted my attorney because when they did a trademark search, they found my trademark and they found my details and then traced it back to my industry attorney's um, account. So uh, that's how we actually met in the first place, is they tracked us down. Uh, and then initially they had said, look, you know, LeBron James is a very famous character and he's got this and that and the next thing. And, uh, uh, yeah, that, that, uh, they want, the, they want us to <clears throat> hand over the trademark. <coughs> Excuse me, I'm sorry. No problem, no problem. Oh. It, you, you've been previously quoted as saying that you, you, you don't mind a scrap at all. You were a fighter after all and you were not going to let anybody bully you. Yeah, well, that, then initially I was, uh, I was in a bit of a, agitated state you know, that had been dragged on for uh, a while and it, uh, so then I was a bit annoyed you know? so uh, but I think as time has gone on uh, we've, things have calmed down and uh, the communication is far more civil so I'm, I'm happy about that So what what would be the, the, the way forward the suitable way forward for you are you willing to take a settlement or I, I'm not sure what are you what is your thinking yeah, now that, well, that, that's, uh, The thing is that any, any LeBron James uh, enterprise in Africa or South Africa is going to be way bigger than mine would ever be, obviously, just because of the statue of a man in, in uh, world sports. So I don't, want to, I don't want to be a point where I'm going to say, look, you can't have this thing as mine, I'm going to sell my, my own stuff. You know? So ideally, I think a settlement would probably be best to see both parties, you know, uh, also getting this matter concluded so they can roll out their business plan. You know? it's, um, all this delaying costs you money. Yeah. So that that would be ideal is if you're trying to figure that's you know, that's fair um fair for me and I'll shut down my King James brand and then uh you know, and hand over the trademark. So it's 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 that would be the best case scenario, I think, for both parties. I un- you know. I understand you've got a law background. Please educate us here. We are a sports show. What would a settlement now be based on? Would it be based on uh, what you've made out of your own King James or what they potentially stand to make out of LeBron's King James when they enter the African market? Well, that's actually a very clever question because you, it's it's actually based upon on both. I think it's more case of if somebody wants to buy something from, from me or from you, how much is that item worth to them, whether it be a loaf of bread or be a motor car, understand? So, uh, my my feeling is that they need to look at this the matter that I invest a, a long career into into this clothing brand and this, and, uh, and this business, um, and the fact that they need to look at that I have to shut this thing down and start again to somebody else, and these potential earnings with the trademark, whether it's South Africa, whatever the case might be. So, it, it would be a few of those factors involved, but I essentially feel that. Uh, how badly do you want an item? Uh, what is the best price to prepare to pay for it? Uh, um, it's that kind of a situation. 
For those who've just joined us, we are talking to Andrew uh, Thompson, a retired South African a kickboxer, a kickboxing champion. He has six championship titles. He fought in kickboxing and Thai boxing uh, from 97 until about 2016. As he told us, I've got a record of 42 fights and 33 wins uh, by knockout here uh, during his career. It looks like he had a sterling career. It's a pity we didn't see um, any, um, well, some of his fights. But we're talking now about what's happening with LeBron James and the King James trademark. And uh, we just have to take a Quick break, Andrew, and we'll continue after this break. Call Tabiso now, 0891-104-207. Andrew, as we wrap up the conversation, initially when the story came out, um, I think it was also in, in, it was also in the Sunday Times, there was a bit yeah. of confusion whether there was an application to register the trademark or whether you had registered or not. You, you've you registered it. It's, it's official. Yeah, mine is, mine is registered and done and sealed in 2015. They are contesting or protesting against it. Um, they're obviously just in, a, in an attempt to um, you know, acquire the, 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 the trademark because it's obviously for their business reasons. So, <clears throat> no, the, the trademark is validly mine. Um, they just want to get it from me. Hmm. Um, so that's, that's what we're trying to kind of settle civilly um, or in a civil matter. matter. Hmm. Um, well, LeBron is an international superstar, and I, I can imagine that he's, he's, he's King James brand or his shoes that he's selling in the other parts of the world are doing very well. Have you been able to try and weigh how much you could actually seek a settlement for here? Are you using any examples? Are you monitoring how he's doing in the rest of the world, how this brand is doing? Well, that's not, uh, you know, you can only look at uh, LeBron James's sort of income and say, well, you, you just got paid this from Liverpool or this from, from Nike. And that's not, that's not, that's not honorable to me. Mm. Um, I want something just fair and square. This is what the trademark is. Uh, it's worth us is uh, based on our projected predicted earnings from sales, blah, 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 five years time. I think a fair price is so-and-so. That's what I'm looking for. You know, we're, not, we're not trying to ask or scam anybody here. Hmm. Um, it's purely just my intellectual property that's, that needs to be sold. As, would you? I know you. You've also ma- used uh, Michael Jordan as an example previously of how much he's making off his sneakers. Yeah. Is, is 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 is? Are there any similarities here? Is are there any any um, things that you can pick up from what Michael Ma- Michael Jordan has done after his career with his sneakers and what LeBron James could potentially do with the King James brand? Well, that is exactly what what uh, Nike's plan is with LeBron James. Is oh. you know. Um, the last time that Michael Jordan played uh, for the Bulls was 1998, and he played for the Washington Wizards for a couple of years. I mean, and ever since then, he's made 150 million dollars a year off uh, the Nike, the Air Jordans. So he made he made more money in one year off the sneakers than he did his whole uh, basketball playing career. And so the potential for earnings is is incredible. Um, so I think that is obviously Nike's plan, as LeBron is the next. He's the next big superstar. He's the next uh, Jordan, in a sense. So they want to do the same concept with him. So it's a very exciting uh, prospect for him. And uh, I wish to get this matter sorted out, uh, you know, civilly and as soon as possible. Now, we all need to move on now. I think we're all part of it. Yeah. And I understand as we wrap up that you've made your money out of property and... um and so, what 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 are you basing this on? Is it is this about money? Is this about just doing things the right way for you? No, it's just a, it's it's still obviously the must think of things in a, in a uh, business sense and uh, be a bit savvy. And uh, it's also the fact that 
you know, I've put so much into this 18-year career of mine that that I attach a value to my my label after the fact. Um, so there's a few things I'm considering, but it's, it's I don't it's not a case of that. I mean, I've I've I want the trademark fairly registered. Uh, you would like to buy it when you own it. You can make a tremendous amount of money. So this is a fair price. This is what I'm talking about right now. It's, uh, that would be the best case scenario for us. And finally, Andrew, we, we like to educate on this show. Uh, what lessons can we learn from this? Or what message would you want to get out there? Because we're seeing a lot of athletes also coming up with their own names and their own brands. Actually, a couple of weeks ago, we did a show here about trademark where we had young creatives whose ideas were stolen. They didn't register them. They didn't trademark them. And uh, they were seeing them on TV. What, what advice would you have? Well, you know, the thing is, obviously, the, uh, the trademarking that once you have discovered exactly what it is you want, what label you want to own, um, or label you want to create, um, then obviously trademarking is, is important. And it's not that expensive cost to, you know, I don't know what it costs right now, but it was a few thousand rand back in the day. Um, but <clears throat> I would, so I would then, I, I would then just try to look ahead and see, look, this brand's getting very popular and it's, uh, this shop's buying it, that shop's buying it. Let me just be smart now and uh, license my, my intellectual rights or my, my rights of the trademark so that my, all, bases are my, all my bases are covered. So that would be my advice to, to people is just to think a bit ahead too and do your homework. It takes a lot, I did a lot of homework before I started my clothing label you know, on the fabrics and the printing styles and the pattern styles, everything. So there was a lot more involved in creating this label than just being an athlete and buying some T-shirts and sticking King James on the T-shirts. You know, um, I really took it under me, uh, took it um, as a proper business venture and did all my homework and did all the work. Yeah. So it's very important. And finally, the last letter that they <coughs> sent to you, you said things are a bit more cordial now. Where do Correct. you think it's, it's left the situation now? Uh, where is it now? Well, you know, I, know, I, I honestly couldn't give you a, a definite answer. I'm, I'm hoping it's going you know, to lead to a settlement of some kind so we can all just move on with things. Right. Um, it's been dragging up for a better part of a year now, so it's getting a bit tired. Yeah. Okay. Now, Andrew, we appreciate you finding time to speak to us about yeah. this sorry, matter. Sorry, I'm a bronchitis, but I apologize for the rough sounding. No problem, and that's why I'm saying we appreciate you that you find time to speak to us. We also learn right. from this kind of conversation, and I think you've also given us some education here. Thank you very much, and we wish you all yeah. the best. And keep us updated, please. I will. Thanks, Professor. Thank you, Andrew right. King James Thompson former South African kickboxer. How is that for a story? I told you he fought in kickboxing and Thai boxing from, for 18 years, six championship titles around the world, uh, 42 fights, 33 wins uh, by knockout. And he's well known in the kickboxing circles. It's only uh, some of us in, in South Africa that don't know him because we never got to see him fight. So he was really not being uh, nasty when he registered this King James Monica because that's what he was known as. He was known as King James during his uh, kickboxing career. And look at where it's landed him now, as Ditsejo says here on uh, on 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 uh, social media, if I can just find uh, that tweet, he says Andrew Thompson is looking at a lot of zeros if this deal succeeds.
A lot. And I think he's got the advantage here, judging from what we've heard, uh, because now it seems like they've toned down uh, the representatives of LeBron James. It seems like initially they were threatening, they were being disrespectful, they were telling the men to to to, 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 to drop this trademark, uh, to stop using it because it belongs to LeBron James, not knowing who they were dealing with, not knowing they were dealing with somebody who's got a law background, with somebody who's got millions of his own from the property business, uh, with somebody that is actually known as uh, King James in the kickboxing circles. And I think once they realize that as you heard from andrew um it seems like now they've toned down and they want uh, to talk let's talk now and uh, hopefully they find um um, they find an agreement here and they find each other here but I think we will all we will all learn a lot from what happens in this case it's a huge one I mean you heard how much he says Michael Jordan is earning is getting just from his shoes 150 million dollars a year just from his shoes just from the Air Jordan uh, shoes and I contributed a lot to that I don't know how many pairs of Air Jordans I have maybe I should start buying some King James now apparel here but yeah what a, what a story there and listening to this conversation is a Stuart Marcella he's a sponsorship and marketing director at EXP and we're going to try and bring it closer to home and find out more about what we can learn from this uh, situation here in 1996, President Nelson Mandela declared that Heritage Day would help South Africans use their rich and varied cultural heritage to build our new nation. You have a limited time to stay on earth. You must try and use that period for the purpose of transforming your country into what you desire it to be. I'm an African. SAFM, leading the Heritage Month conversation. Hashtag SAFM, sport on. Let's now speak to uh, Stuart Marcella, the sponsorship director at Rest of Africa at EXP. And he's been listening to this conversation, as I mentioned, and we've just brought him on just to add uh, a few words on the importance of sports branding here and doing things the right way. Stu, good evening. Thank you for joining us again on SAFM. Good evening, Chabiso. It looks like you're becoming a, a legal expert there. <laughs> Thanks to guys like you. Thanks to guys like you, Stuart. <laughs> what do you make of this case here that we've just heard between Andrew Thompson and LeBron James? Yeah, it's a, it's a very interesting, interesting case, you know. Uh, but it shows that uh, athletes uh, can build a career outside of, 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 of sport, you know. And use their and, and use their brand um, to 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 build on a, a different career because not everyone can become a coach and not everyone can can uh, um, can become a, a, a radio host like you or a TV analyst, you know. So there's there's lots of, of opportunities for the guys to use their brand to do other stuff. And it seems like it's a lucrative business here, Stuart. I mean, we've we had the numbers that he gave us of Michael Jordan, how much money he's making after his retirement. I know Tiger Woods also has his uh, apparel, and Nike didn't even drop him even after all those scandals. It's yeah, it's crazy, but but also you know, South Africans. If we just talk about football, South African footballers have been doing this for a long time. You know, if you if you track back and look at guys like. Uh, Thomason, you know, had said Thomason and King uh, put yes. uh, produced them. People used them. Teenage Lazar has has a teenage Lazar uh, uh, put, you know. Um, so, so the, the culture and the trend is, has been there. It's just that I, I don't think we've we've capitalized and, and look at as a career outside of their their playing uh, or athletics career. And why why are our sportsmen not capitalizing on it? What does it boil down to? 
I think mostly when it comes to 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 to, to our sports people who are in, in, in team environment, most of them don't own their image rights. You know, I think they sign off their image rights to 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 to, to, the, to the clubs. You know, that 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 they use, and sometimes they're not even thinking that way in terms of what they need to do. Because it can be done. You know, you look at a player like uh, Morgan Gold. You know, he started his own his own uh, uh, brand. And is promoting. You look at a guy like Busu Zuma. He started his own brand. Is promoting. So it's possible. It can be done. But I think just guys are not are not are not are not, are not thinking in the in the terms and capitalizing while they're at the top of their careers. I've always asked people, what are image rights? Because I heard here in South Africa, in, in, in football specifically, in our local football, that when players sign a contract, they actually sign away their image rights. What exactly are image rights? So it's, it's it's something that belongs to you as a personal brand, you know. Uh, let, let me let me use an example. So um, you, if a sponsor signs up with a, with a team, you know, one of the things that they will use, they will say, we'll use pictures of the players and the playing kids, you know. Um, but most of the sponsors find that you can't use one player. You can only use three players because you signed with the team, you know. If you want to do the deal with the one player, then you do the deal with it with it with with, with directly the particular player. Look at a current campaign that is just finished with uh, with NetBank and and promoting the Kiana uh, yeah. team. You know they use Opry Modiva. Yeah. You know, but that deal you can see is directly with with Opry. So it's up to Opry then to 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 take those image rights of his and say what can he do with it? Can he start uh, 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 building a brand around it? Uh, for apparel, it could be for cars, it could be for, for, for whatever, you know, that use your name attached to you to be able to start building on stuff. So obviously when you're in sport, you, it's easy to go into the sport apparel space, you know, because that's where people associate you with, with a particular brand. Use the same example of Michael, Michael Jordan, you know, with, with all those uh, Jordans that People have been buying for years, you know, and 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 it's got nothing to do with the design or anything else. Mm. But people were following him as a basketball star and loved him, you know, and that, that association that they they continued uh, uh, to go with it. It's a good thing that Nike also gives you the, the right kind of products, you know, and 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 people like to buy those products. So it's about it's about players doing that. Either you start your own apparel, you know, and and start from scratch, or you partner with someone. And they're able to, 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 to then give them those rights to be able to, 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 to promote uh, uh, along your, your, your image rights. Now, at what stage, uh, at which stage do your image rights belong to a club, to your club that you're assigned to play for? Should they belong to your club? So, so they shouldn't be belonging to a club. They shouldn't be belonging to a club. They should, they should be belonging to you as an individual. But sometimes the club say... Uh, we will sign you at this contract, uh, and and that this contract includes your image rights. If if you and your agent and the manager believe that that that's a fair enough number uh, for you to, to to go with that, then you, you give those rights those, those rights away. But players, look at look at look at a player like Etienne and Kuni. You know he does that uh, 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 advertising with Canon. Yes. That's his image rights. You know that's that, that's what he uses. But you you be careful that. Everything that he uses in there does not include his current employer because it's him. It, that's, that's his image that, that, that he owns. 
So get so the, the employer then can't uh, come in and and and, and claim uh, because uh, he's got a, an endorsement with somebody else. Unless if you find a way those rights. Yeah. Unless if you find a way those rights because you're in a hurry to get a contract and you, you sign it off. But I think it's it's about like I said when I started with you. Um, you know, you, you, you're doing legal stuff all the time. It's, it's up to the manager to, to, to make sure that when they speak to the player, they thoroughly go through the contract, see what they can or can't do, so that in future they can be able to do stuff. And, and I think a lot of our professional players have started doing that because you will see some players play with a different brand of, of boots than their club, which means they own that right somehow, you know. And most of them that don't have that, that brand, it, it just comes with the club and they, they're using whatever the clubs give them. Now explain to me, in a situation like, I'm not sure how much you're aware of this, and let's just speak in general, but I want to use this as an example. The Culling Black Label Cup. You've mentioned it to Milan Kune. He gets 2 million votes because people have to SMS. I think they have to buy the beer, if I'm not mistaken. And then on the beer, there's a code, and then they must SMS that code for their favorite players So because they pick their starting teams in that Culling Black Label match. He usually gets like 2 million um, votes to Milan Kune. Is, should he be getting money for that? Because people have no. bought beer here and have sent an SMS. No, I, I think if they were picking a, a, a select team, so players from Kenya Chiefs, players from other clubs, then maybe he would go there. But because they're choosing from their stable, so it, it's used in conjunction with the team. Not just, it's not just a team as an individual. I think mm. in, in that sense, you know, those are some of the, the stuff that, that, that uh, the, the, uh, the players... And, and, and the managers uh, sign sign off, but yeah. So so that's why I said you, you need to look at those clauses. What the what the implications are? What do they mean? Do you have the view of doing that in 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 the future? You know, if if you want to go into the space, you think that's the space that you're building for yourself. Therefore, you start early, as 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 your earlier guest said. Start early and look at what you want to do in the future, and then contract it accordingly, so that you are, you are able to build your brand. Okay, I see what you mean. Because Black Label strikes a partnership with the clubs, yeah. that's where now it's 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 a bit different. Okay, it's, it's a bit different, yeah, because because it's the club. So so yes, two million might get two million two million votes, but you find that Bennett Parker or Parker gets another five hundred thousand votes, you know, and other players get those numbers. So combined, those numbers it's, it's all for the team because they're not just selecting one player from the team, but they're selecting players from the from the pool of players in, in, in the team. If you've just joined us, we are talking uh, to Stuart Marcella, Sponsorship and Marketing Director at AXP. Uh, earlier on, we were talking to Mr. Andrew Thompson, a retired SA kickboxer who is in a legal battle with LeBron James's people over the use of the trademark uh, King James, which Mr. Thompson has registered and is, uh, has got a clothing, clothes, clothing apparel that he, that, that he brands uh, King James. So it's his. He says he's registered it for years and we're just trying to bring it clo- um, We're just trying to get more information now from Stuart just about how this whole situation works because we've done shows here where people have had ideas and they say that they've been stolen but they haven't registered them they haven't trademarked them and also we're talking about the issue of image rights just to try and educate ourselves and understand it a bit more a bit better if you want to join in the conversation you can tweet at safm radio or you can call us on 0891104207 our sms line is 40938 our whatsapp number is 0614104107 Leading Sport Stories of the Day on SAFM. Stuart, as we wrap up now, 
just uh, whose responsibility is it uh, to educate the, the sports stars about image rights? Is it their manager? Is it their agent? Is it the club? Or are they expected now to know what's going on? So, so, so I, I think at professional level, a lot of the players have got, their, have got managers or, or, or agents. And those are the people that, that need to educate the, the, the players, you know. That, that's why I think you, you, you look at the, the, the conversation takes long. Take, take for example, our, our current golden girl, uh, Sure. You know, I think in the individual sports, it's, even, it's much easier in the individual sports to, to be able to, to own your image rights, to be able to, to build your brand. And I, I think if Mohadi wants to, to, to do anything now at the height of, of, of her career, she can actually register whatever that she wants to do. It will be recognized throughout the world. And, 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 and if South Africans are buying whatever product that she wants to, to sell, she, she can do that. So, so, but a lot, of, a lot of our athletes wait until the end of their careers to, to start this. I think it should be starting at the, at the right when you are in, 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 in motion, when people understand and, and see you and interact and follow you. I think at that time, it's easier to, to build the brands to be able to get to 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 spot apparel or any other brand that you want to uh, 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 build uh, using your name. And what what does it take? I mean, to be successful, to have a successful brand, or to just be successful? Because I know you work you work personally with a lot of corporate companies, and I'm trying to um, um, like like Nike and LeBron James, Nike and Jordan. What does it take for corporate to partner with an athlete? Does it take? Is it about what you do on the field? Is it about your behavior off the field? Is there is there a lot that's combined in it? I mean, there's a lot that 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 goes with it. Especially if what what that brand represents and can you be able to take that brand forward. So let's let's take the, the, the latest Nike ad, you know, that got the world talking in terms of what they're supporting. But if you think about it, Nike has been a brand that has always taken a position. You know, whatever position that they've taken at, at the, and, and, and they sponsored. And this athlete then comes and takes a position in terms of what they want to do. So Nike had been his sponsor, but now they support his campaign. So, so, so it's it, it's about what that brand believes, and if you can help to push the brand, you know. Uh, for those who don't know, for example, Puma started sponsoring um, um, uh, the world's fastest man. He's involved. When he was twelve. When he was twelve. Yeah. In, in in Jamaica, he was he was young, you know. And and, 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 and and but they believed they could see that this is what they wanted to do and, and, and they found the person, you know, and they supported it. And 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 it came through in what they believed in terms of what they believe about faster, you know, and it spoke directly to what they wanted 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 to do. You know, and that athlete also believed that these people have been with me even when people never knew that I was I was gonna come through to become a, a dominant world champion over the years. So 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 it's about what the brand believes, and if that particular athlete or that particular team or that particular sport is able to portray the, either their brand positioning, their brand messaging, you know, it, 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 it totally depends on, on what the brand wants to achieve. For the player or for the person, you know, uh, for the athlete, it's about how then do they conduct themselves, do they conduct themselves consistently with what the brand wants to achieve. You know, and, and if those two come together, then it's easier for the corporate to sponsor the athlete, but the athlete needs to do the same in return. 
Now, how did you get it right with Chabupul, Chabu Matlangu? Because you are widely credited as turning Chabu Matlangu's fortunes around, and I'm using that literally. And uh, you've managed to get him sponsorship and, and, and to be associated with corporate companies. We know his past. We know his history. We do know also that he's turned his life around. How did you get it right then with Chabu? I think it was, it, it was a discussion that we had as a club at Supersport, you know, at the time, to say, we want to turn around the image of this club. We need someone that people can identify with, people that people will know. But we want someone that has been around a few blocks, you know. And, and, and luckily, I had a I had couple of conversations, not just with Jabu, but with a lot of other former players of, 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 of Supersport, you know. And, and, and in my discussion with him in terms of what his vision was, what he wanted to do, what he wanted to 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 to, to inform the public on, it, it became something that we could use for for for, for super sport. And besides that, I I've known him as a youngster. I've known him to to be a very um, a focused person when he went when he could have, you know. And we and and we, we took a chance on him. And I think the, the board at super sport said to me, "This is a chance to take him. Do you think it will work?" I, I said. After my conversation with him, before I, I came to you, I started working with him slowly just to see if he can do this. And I, and, and I, and I think he's, he's proven it, that he can be able to do this. You know? and, and, and I'm happy that he's built that, that brand and is still working with the team. And not only now is he working with, with Supersport United, you know, but he's working with Absa to promote Wozanazo. Uh, he's working with MTN for, for the MTN Legends. So he's doing a whole lot of work for himself, but he's, he's seen what the power of the brain can do. And imagine if he started when he was young. Imagine when he, if he started and mm-hmm. stayed focused, because no doubt, Jabo was always getting to be a superstar footballer. And I saw him today. He was doing work with Engine. He's now the ambassador for the youth tournaments and he goes around the country and he shares his stories with, 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 with the young ones and he's really, really done very well for himself at Jabu Matlango and well done uh, to him for turning his life around and to you also for yeah. believing in him. Let's go to the lines quickly. Ronnie in Johannesburg, thank you for holding. Good evening. What's your comment? Good evening, Tamiswa. Good evening, Ronnie. Good evening, Stuart. How's it, Ronnie? Yes. No, I... I, I I can relate with with the reference that you made uh, about Itumelen Kune with that non ad that that he has done with that company because I I, I remember maybe just to add on on that I remember Kaiser Chiefs did find Itumelen Kune for not disclosing that he he he, he has he has a deal with Denon uh, all those things so. It's very crucial that our players need to be educated, and people like you. Uh, I think I think uh, the responsibility lies with people like you, Tavi Somsia, and everyone else who who is involved in in sports. My question is to you, uh, Shuat. For an example, a player like uh, Opomanyisa, he is sponsored by uh, a Puma. Why can't a Puma maybe when they are designing They've designed a new, a new soccer boot, or whatever the case. Why can't they use him to be to be to be leading that that act, unlike just sponsoring him? Okay, okay. And, I hear you there, uh, Ronnie. Let's take Tato also in Pretoria, and we'll let Stuart answer. Tato, good evening. Uh, how are you, Tato? Fine, thanks, Tato. Thank you for calling us. Good, 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 good. Great show, guys. Hi, Stuart. Oh, how's it? How's it? Good, good, good. Um, 
I would just like to say it is actually quite important to build your name as a brand. Um, because, you know, in future, uh, it does help. It does go the extra mile. Uh, as an athlete, your career is quite short. So you have to make up the other years that are ahead of you with with your name that you make for yourself uh, as a young athlete. So it's actually quite good. Uh, I think it's a great thing that you guys are doing by giving us more information about it and how important it is to uh, athletes as well. Thank you, Tato. Stuart, I'll let you respond to that. Ronnie wants to know why is Manisa not being used as a face of the campaign? I, I, I think it's an option, Tavi. So, 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 so if I was Opa, I would, I would, I would look at, I'd look at it and say, do you want to design boots uh, 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 with my name on, or do I, do I talk to Puma as a, as a, as a sport and a leisure brand and say, what kind of leisure can I then add to it? You know, mm-hmm. uh, that they then design in accordance with the colors of sundowns. So, so, firstly, you start having the sundowns fans. Firstly, you know. Try starting to buy the stuff that's 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 specific to Oprah. But you can you can you can imagine that he also comes from the other the other club, you know, and, sure. and if if it's it's so 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 players need to think beyond just the 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 the, 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 the one thing. I think boots it's it's an easier one, but there's so many boots to compete with nowadays, you know. So find a niche and work on that niche and 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 and, and because for example, Puma as a, as a brand does a whole lot of work around the world, you know, and that's why they could they, they could take uh, 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 the Spista and 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 take him to Sundowns and he's wearing a Sundown yeah. shirt, and then Sundowns is now known throughout globally, you know, more than just the African continent. So. Okay. Okay, great stuff there. Uh, Stuart Marcella, I thank you very much for joining us and giving insight here, Sponsorship and Marketing Director at EXP. Thank you, Stuart, and I'm sure we'll invite you again very soon. Tabiso Musiya on SAFM. Earlier on, I told you about the wonderful work that's done by the people involved with the Sports Trust, and Carol Crawford, the Sports Trust Marketing and Communications Manager, joins me on the line. Carol, good evening. Thank you for speaking to us on SAFM. Thank you to be so. Thanks for the opportunity. Firstly, for those not aware of the Sports Trust, just tell us what you, you are all about. Okay, so the Sports Trust is a non-profit organization. We are a public benefit organization and we are a trust. And basically our work is around sport development. We act as an implementation partner to corporates, um, helping them achieve their CSI sport development initiatives. Um, so basically what we do is we provide sporting kit equipment and build or renovate facilities, uh, focusing more on um, disadvantaged rural schools and communities um, so that um, the children have an opportunity to play and participate in sport, uh, which is essential um, to the development of sport in our country. I've seen the wonderful work you've done over the years in the communities. I've seen the multi-purpose sports complex mm. that you've delivered. I was there in Dipsalute. There was one at the, in Pulukwane where Obrimudiba is from. What are some of your highlights and what, what kind of work exactly is it that you do? Okay, so um, those multi-purpose sport courts that you're talking about, um, those are an amazing initiative. Um, the, the, those courts um, allow for five sports on one court. So it's five-a-side soccer, netball, volleyball, basketball, and tennis. Um, you can also do use it for other sports, uh, possibly wheel, wheelchair tennis, or you know, the disabled uh, people can also use it. And um, the nice thing about them is that they are, uh, you know, you can use them 365 days of the year. They've got low maintenance. They're eco-friendly. Um, and the fact is, 
Uh, we've been implementing them and using them as kind of like a sports hub. So um, one school in the community will uh, receive the facility, but it needs to be funded by a corporate. Um, mm-hmm. And as such, then they invite the surrounding schools and then they use it as a sporting hub um, for the community and for the schools to, to use. You've got various ways to try and raise this funding. One of them is a sports quiz, which is very, very popular. Tell us more about the sports quiz. Okay, so the Sports Trust Corporate Quiz Challenge, it's our annual, one of our annual fundraising events. Um, it's taking place on the 25th of October at Theatre on the Track. And basically, um, corporates purchase tables. They come and compete against each other. They bring their sports ambassadors. They bring media partners. Um, and it's a great way for um, people in the sports industry um, to come and get together. And we actually test their sports knowledge. There's about six rounds of 10 questions each um, around various sports and entertainment uh, within sports and great prizes to be won and basically um, that's the way that we can um, showcase what we do to the corporates as well as um, raising funds um, for our discretionary funds um, because on a daily basis we get a lot of people um, emailing and calling us wanting, you know, needing assistance. Uh, maybe somebody needs a pair of um, soccer boots to play soccer or maybe they need some equipment for their club or their school um, or possibly an individual. Uh, we just don't um, or we, we aren't allowed to support any travel or accommodation or, or cash sponsorship, um, but we can provide kit or equipment. Um, so the quiz is just a great way to raise funds, create awareness, um, and hopefully we get more people on board to support what we do and our cause. And how do these corporates, how do these people come on board then? Um, they, well, um, obviously they would they would contact our office in Johannesburg. Um, uh, our number is 011-802-1818. And we would um, chat to them and see what their needs are, um, you know, according to their CSI initiatives. But obviously it has to be around uh, sport development, um, you know, whether they want to uh, assist us with our cycling program that we do in the Western Province or whether they would like to implement a sport court at uh, one of their schools, um, whether they need to, you know, help fund to um, upgrade a sports facility in a certain area, um, whether they need sporting kit branded to give to schools. I mean, there's a whole variety of things we can assist them with. Um, so it's just a matter of connecting with us, letting us, you know, um, help them, guide them and work together so that, you know, we've got a focused purpose for sport development for our youth um, because a lot of the time we're finding the kids are obviously out on the streets, um, you know, uh, participating in the social ills of society rather than being in sport. And at the end of the day, you know, we're trying to grow our youth, um, you know, get them fit, get them healthy and, you know, make them responsible citizens of South Africa. Are there still tables for this year? And what's the date that you gave yes, us? Yes, there are. No, yes, there are. So um, there are tables um, it's at Theatre on the track in Kailami on the 25th of October. As I said, they can contact our office or email us, um, marketing at sportstrust.co.za or go to our website, thesportstrust.coza um, and just give us a call and come and join and come and have some fun. I mean, um, we've got Mikasa playing live uh, this year, which is great. Um, you know, they, they enjoy three-course meal. They enjoy fun prizes. Our theme is superheroes. <laughs> Um, so, you know, dress up, come along, win some prizes, test your sports knowledge and, you know, come and help us raise funds for this great cause. Great stuff, Carol Crawford. I was there actually last year. I think the theme, the theme was Formula One. Was it last year or the year before where it was motorsport? Oh, Just, so the, yes, uh, last year, yes. So um, actually NetBank sponsorships are the current um, champions. So, yes, we're calling 
or corporates to come and challenge them and see if you know they can take this year's trophy. And they can top, pull Toby Badenhorst. He always wins these things, uh, Toby Badenhorst. <laughs> <laughs> but thank you, Carol. I know there's much more that you do. There's the wonderful work you do with the golf, and we'll bring you back again, and we'll talk to you about the golf closer to the time. But thank you very much for just highlighting this, and we'll put your number out there for people who want to get in touch with the Sports Trust and be part of this wonderful uh, quiz, 11 or you can just go to the Sports Trust website, and you'll get more information there. Thank you, Carol. Thank you, Debisa. Thank you so much. Thank you. And it's really, really a wonderful cause, guys. I've been there. And uh, I mean, uh, the beneficiaries, it means so much to them. I remember when we went to Dipsloot and uh, as the media covering it, and they were handing over a multi-purpose sports complex. And actually, the school said they want the community to use this sports court because there are no facilities in the whole community of Dipsloot. So it was not only used by the kids at the school, but by the rest of the community. And they've looked after it very well. That's it. That's our time. Up next is Mr. Ashraf Gara. I can see him walking in with the viewpoint and the big hitter is Professor Pitika Ntuli, social and cultural analyst. There'll be more sport in the morning with Zai Khan on Sunrise with Stephen Hortes. My name is Tavis Musia. News is up next.